Situations Media Station. It's time to talk mental health with Dr. Earl Bowen Jr. Mental Health Monday, right now on The Morning Machine. Yes, it is six minutes Dougie Fresh time past the hour, and it is The Morning Machine, the machine that makes your mornings move. D-Power Hour begins now. It is Mental Health and Mindset Monday. Mindset at the bottom with Coach Jarvis. 44-week journey continues in week four, and let's get into it. Let's start with the mental health side with Dr. Earl Bowen Jr., who is assistant professor in social and behavioral science and a university counselor at the Cheney University of Pennsylvania. He is licensed by the Pennsylvania State Board of Social Workers, marriage and family therapists, and professional counselors. He is also certified in dialectical behavioral therapy. Now, Dr. Bowen has completed countless research on the subject matter, so... We are definitely listening. If you're tapped in, you are listening, listening, listening. You can even read the publications, too. Do your research. Research that. There you go. That's what I'll say. But additionally, Dr. Bowen serves as associate rabbi at Congregation Temple Bethel, located in my hometown. And yes, the Eagles took one on the chin, but it's all a part of the journey. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I know how important it is to Dr. Bowen to hear about our beloved Eagles. And so I do that every single Monday morning. It still brings a smile to his face, even amongst the loss. Good morning, powerful morning to you, Dr. Bowen. Good morning, brother Rob. Good morning, and I, I, I love the way you put that. You know, it's, uh, you know, a, a setback is a setup, right, for greater things to come. Absolutely. Uh, so the, the loss yesterday, you know, like you said, we'll take it on the chin, but it's also going to make us stronger moving forward. So, you know, I'm, I'm not discouraged by that loss on yesterday, but you know, we'll come back. It's resilience. Yes, That's resilience is about. key. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, but anyway, yes. you know, it's funny you bring that up today mm. because uh, I thought about a, a topic and, uh, you know, this time that we're in now, this sort of season mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, Merry uh, Christmas and all of these other holidays, mm-hmm. you know, despite the things that, you know, people are supposedly rejoicing about, there's quite a lot of depression that go on uh, during this time. Uh, and so I want to rehash a little bit about depression, but also talk about one very simplistic things that you can do to deal with that depression. And uh, it's really one word. It's called journaling, writing about some of the things. But anyway, just a quick recap um, about depression itself. A lot of people have the misnomer, this misunderstanding that depression is somehow about a character flaw, that there is a flaw in your person, something wrong with you, and that it's, to be depressed is actually a character flaw. Um, it's, it's actually um, a mood, thought, sometimes physical health, but it's not a sign of personal weakness. And that's one of the things that I want to really emphasize, that it's really not uh, about that. So usually people who are depressed experience a combination of persistent sadness, anxiety, sort of empty feelings, uh, loss of interest or pleasure in ordinary activities. Uh, and so it's also feelings of hopelessness, 
uh, pessimism, sometimes guilt, worthlessness, helplessness. Sometimes it's characterized by sleep disturbances, sometimes eating, either either overeating or undereating, decrease in energy, fatigue, sort of feeling slowed down. It could also uh, result in people feeling either some suicidal ideation or sometimes attempt suicide. Being irritable overall, difficulty concentrating, making decisions. And then there are these physical symptoms like headaches, uh, dis- uh, digestive disorders, chronic pain uh, that don't seem to respond to uh, any real medical treatment. So we know that these are all characteristics of depression. The question then becomes, what are the causes of depression? It's multifaceted, as you can imagine. Um, It's likely a combination of biological, sometimes genetic, sometimes psychological, all of these things wrapped up into into one area. Um, The causes, though, can be broken down into things like difficulty, coping with life events, biological changes, hormonal imbalances, sometimes a brain injury, uh, the side effects of medication, serious physical problems, genetic predispositions, um, substance abuse, sometimes relationship issues or the ending of a relationship or the death of a loved one, divorce separation, problems academically or on your job, or sometimes it could be some traumatic things that's happened in your life. Um, And so these are actually some of the causes. Now, what happens is that we are quite adept at masking depression. Um, And what do we do with that? Masking depression could result in things like um, alcohol and drug abuse, sometimes tobacco or food, sometimes practicing unsafe sex or sex with regrets, sometimes reckless driving, uh, sometimes vandalizing property or even stealing, or behaving in ways that are very, very destructive. So these are how it could manifest itself in in our lives. Um, And so uh, I thought maybe I'd talk a little bit about as depression as a backdrop, talking about one very simplistic thing things that we can do to uh, combat that. And that's simply journaling. And so when I talk about journaling, journaling, I'm talking about writing about stressful and or traumatic events that can um, significantly benefit our physical as well as our emotional health. And so the area that I really want to focus on is that the time that we spend writing about our deepest thoughts and feelings. And so what journaling can do is that it can help us to accept rather than to judge our mental experiences. We begin to accept it. Now, there's a lot of different types of journaling that some of what I'll, t- I'll talk briefly about this morning. Uh, but one of them that uh, can be particularly helpful is called gratitude journaling. And so gratitude journaling involves 
a focus on the positive aspects of life through capturing situations, events, and interactions for which we are grateful for. Uh, so you can see how gratitude journaling um, as a way of keeping a record of personal thoughts and feelings is particularly helpful in supporting our mental health because gratitude journaling helps to draw attention to aspects of our lives that make us feel good about ourselves. It increases positivity. And so gratitude journaling is one area of journaling that we can focus on. Now, the emotional effects of journaling uh, is that it can serve as a release of unconscious conflicts that might be going on in our lives through venting negative feelings. But you're venting those negative feelings in writing. Some people have difficulty expressing what they feel or what's going on with them verbally. And so writing allows us to slow down some of those thoughts and inhibitions and begin to put those things on paper. So it increases our cognitive processes by releasing, inhibiting negative emotions that can take shape. Uh, and so journaling then becomes a way of also sorting out our emotions and dealing with those things. Um, so this process of journaling is a way of not only dealing with depression, but also anxiety. So in order for journaling to really start to take some positive effect in our lives, it's usually recommended that we do it over at least a 30-day period. It's like anything else. It's like uh, if you're involved in, in physical exercise or any other um, habitual thing positively that you want to develop. It doesn't just happen overnight. You don't just store it one day and, and maybe you'll pick it up again in a month. Journaling is something that needs to be consistent, and, and I'm saying it needs to happen over a course of 30 days. 30 days is a way of using it as a barometer, engaging its effectiveness. So journaling is a way of processing our emotions in written form. So writing in a journal can help to create the space needed to reflect on what has happened in our lives. Not only to reflect on what has happened, but also to begin to look at where you are in the process and what lies ahead for you. Uh, that is it's a way of looking at your thoughts in retrospect. It's an opportunity to accept our feelings and to commit to the changes that we need to make in our lives. And so in that sense, journaling is a very much a part of reflection, personal reflection. Uh, so sometimes journaling can help us to experience or recover from an emotional trauma that's happened to us. And so sometimes people who are dealing with post-traumatic stress, for example, will use journaling as a way of helping them to recover from an emotional trauma by beginning to write things out on paper. Uh, journaling is essentially 
revisiting our thoughts and our emotions that we have maybe been avoiding. So sometimes what we do is that we uh, repress thoughts and emotions that are painful. We tend not to talk about them. But journaling is a way of expressing those things, not only our thoughts but also our emotions, particularly if we have been avoiding them. Now, there are some a, co- a couple of what I think are helpful hints in dealing with journaling. Uh, one of the things is that it's important to pick the time that suits you best when you can actually write. So you have to think about what time of day would be very helpful for me to begin to write in a journal. And so what you want to do is set a regular time um, that is helpful for you to write. But obviously we also have to accept the fact that we have to be sometimes flexible that the time that we set the journal may not always be conducive for us to do it. So we do have to be flexible. Um, But it really starts by expressing and writing your feelings and allowing yourself time to name those feelings. So not only are you beginning to write and express what you're feeling, but you give them a name. That's very important in terms of being able to recognize and express what you're really feeling. Uh, You name those emotions. And then you move toward observing your thoughts. And when you begin to observe your thoughts, you also begin to look at patterns of thinking that might characterize who you are. And what 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 are some of the common patterns that you begin to notice about yourself? as you put them in writing. And one of the things about putting them in writing is it gives you an opportunity to then go back later on and to either reflect more on those things. So you, with journaling, you start small. You begin by writing maybe for just like a few minutes. Like, you know, I'm going to take uh, 10 minutes. I'm going to take 15 minutes to write. And you begin to think about writing maybe on a particular subject of your choice. Uh, You might choose to write about the events that happen during the course of the day. If you're writing, say, at night, you may begin to journal by writing about things that happen during the day. On the other hand, you might decide that you want to journal and write about things that have been really troubling to you, that you haven't really talked to anybody about but you begin to put those things in the journal. So it's really your choice in terms of what subject matter you want to write about. And so you begin to create and to express what you want from life and how you feel. So it's your own personal journey, your own personal journey and your own personal journal. The thing about journaling is that there are no rules. There's no wrong way to journal of doing uh, the thing that we're talking about this morning. So don't worry about uh, spelling or punctuation. Um, Nobody's going to judge you. You know, this is your own way of having uh, some therapeutic relationship with yourself. Now, in journaling, you know, you could use like this. uh, You could actually do a journal app. Take a look at that on Apple and use that as a way of doing it. 
going about it. You could also write on paper, just write out what you want to journal. Uh, you can use a computer if you want. You can also record um, yourself speaking. Uh, and so you might decide that you want to just record your voice as you talk. It's actually like having a conversation with yourself. But you accept the fact that sometimes when you journal, you might feel upset about what you're writing. And so that's a reality. But that's okay. Um, take a break. If you begin to get emotionally upset about what you're writing about, if you need to take a break, take a break. Um, while this process of journaling will not fix all of your problems, it will help you to learn more about yourself. And this is really the key point that I want to bring out in journaling, is that it begins to help you to begin to better analyze yourself. That is self-awareness and self-knowledge. You know, I always reflect on the uh, the proverb that we got from the, our ancient ancestors in Kemet, which basically just says, know thyself. And so journaling is one way of doing that. Um, there are a lot of different types of journaling. You know, I talked about gratitude journaling uh, as one area that you might want to focus on. But there are other types of journaling. You know, this journaling that uh, focuses on self-esteem. So you might spend your time journaling, talking about how you feel about yourself. Sometimes it could be positive affirmations that you want to write about yourself. Sometimes that also goes with self-love. So you begin to write and put on paper things that you love about yourself. Sometimes journaling can be helpful in terms of dealing with grief. Well, maybe you've lost a loved one or other things that you've lost. It might be the loss of a loved one, but it also could be the loss of a job, the loss of a relationship, uh, a physical uh, illness that you were going through. Uh, it can help you to unravel some of those things that are going on. So it could take the form of self-esteem, self-love, and sometimes through grief. Um, but the ultimate goal is always to move toward emotional awareness and understanding. I mean, that is really the key element that goes into journaling. And so despite the things that go on in our lives, Brother Rob, you know, whether they're good or bad, sometimes journaling is a process of dealing with our own self-healing and self-direction of knowing who we are, what makes us tick, and what do we need to do to be better as we move forward? And so it's a very simple process. Um, doesn't cost any real money to do it. It really just is an, it's an investment in your time that you're going to take the time to write down some of those things that are going on in your life. And so it's the power of the written word, except you're writing to yourself. It's all about self-awareness and self-affirmation uh, and being better as we move forward. So I hope that's something I said, uh, Brother Rob, that might resonate with some mm -hmm. people. Uh, I would, uh, if, uh, my recommendation would be if you haven't done it, try it. 
some people are not uh, always acclimated toward writing, so they may have other ways, and that's why I also mentioned talking uh, and recording your thoughts mm-hmm. uh, and just and tape-wise, you know, and then you go back and play those things later, uh, and you kind of go from there. So hopefully that's helpful in some ways, and uh, I'm going to leave you with that thought for now, and uh, hopefully the week will be a week of productivity and good health for all of those who are listening this morning. Absolutely, absolutely. Dr. Bowen, thank you so much. Uh, We definitely appreciate it. We will catch you next week. Look forward to it, Brother Rob. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. We are, too. And thank you so much once again. And it is 20.